Hello everyone and welcome back to Let's Go On an Adventure, my fun little podcast where I review, read and review books and tell you if they're worth the time. Now again, these are always my opinions and my opinions are just that, they're opinions. I always suggest that everyone reads a book that I review, whether it's negative or positive, just so that way you can have your own opinion on it. There will be books that I enjoy that others think are boring or stupid and that is okay. Thank you all who have been following with me the this almost year. I've been doing this for almost a year. We're looking at the last eight months-ish. Uh, and for sticking with me, even though things have not exactly been on the best schedule due to jobs, sickness, and everything like that, I really do appreciate it. And I thank you all who have started listening or who are new. Um, we've reached all around the world, and that makes me so excited. Um, I just recently created a book journal, which is going to help me keep things organized when it comes to books. I'll be able to give you more in-depth notes on them, like favorite quotes and stuff like that, favorite characters and everything, and what I feel, you know, is relevant to the book. So let's go ahead and dive right in there. So this book is a relatively new book. It was published last year by a YouTuber who's very big into D&D. Me too, man after my own heart. And I was lucky enough to actually get a signed copy. And it is called Legends and Lattes. You may have seen it, may have heard of it, may have looked at it and been like, eh, I don't know, whatever. You know, there's an orc on here. There's there's either a tiefling or a succubus and blah, blah, blah. And that's fine. Not everyone's into D&D. Not everyone's into that kind of stuff. But I definitely suggest it for those who are into fiction, fantasy books, and need something as what I would call a palate cleanser. By that, I mean, after reading a series or reading a book that, you know, coincide with the same timeline or by same author, you need something to bring you back to reading another series. And by that, I mean, because that's kind of confusing. Um, sometimes reading a series or reading a trilogy and everything, because there's so much involved with it that brings your emotions up and down. It It's very, you can't put it down. You have to constantly read it because they leave on a cliffhanger or they have a lot of excitement or everything is just it's a roller coaster throughout the whole book throughout the whole series sometimes it leaves you feeling drained at the end and you don't know what to read next because you're still reeling from that series from that that trilogy from whatever and it makes it difficult to start a new book that's completely different or to go into another author and whatnot and that's why I suggest a book like this, Legends and Lattes. And the reason why I say that is, one, it's a standalone. Standalones are really nice. And two, it is considered a cozy fiction. Now, for those of you who don't know what cozy fiction is, it's a little subgenre of, you know, your fiction. Kind of like how we have New Adult, which is a subsection, uh, you know, between young adult and adult fantasy and stuff like that. It, it is a cozy fiction. And by that, it means it's not super fast paced. It doesn't have your up and down roller coasters emotionally or even excitement wise, but it still keeps you interested in investment. It's something that you can sit on the couch, drink a cup of coffee, read it, put down, go do some chores or go do, you know, your laundry and everything, go grocery shopping and come back and pick it back up without feeling the need to fully invest until you're done with the book. Which is nice after reading a long trilogy or a long series and everything like that. Um, things that are very much a roller coaster, like the Throne of Glass series by Sarah J. Moss. So I've heard, I've not read it, 
or her other series, her trilogy, um, the Akatar series. That one was very much a roller coaster, up and down, where you couldn't stop reading. And as great as those books and series are, they can be somewhat draining and leave you flustered when it comes to starting a new book. So that's a good description to start with Legends and Lattes, is it's a cozy fantasy fiction with slight adventure. It's not a super long book. It's about 296 pages for its main story. And then there's some little extra add-ons to the end of the story that is con considered filled pages. And it's cute. And the whole concept of it is it's this orc who decides that she doesn't want to do the killing and adventuring anymore. She wants to hang up her sword and she wants to just settle down and have a coffee shop. That's what she wants to do. And her name is Viv. And she actually ran across what is known as what we call coffee in a gnomish city and everything. And she was absolutely in love. The fragrance, the taste, everything. It was something that she absolutely adored. But you couldn't find it anywhere else except in the gnome city. So she decided that she wanted to open one up herself. And she had her own money from doing all these bounties and doing all these, you know, missions, essentially, quests. And with this last quest, it involved a, a stone that was in a creature's head. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the creature. It, it was in the creature's head. And supposedly, according to legend, it would essentially give you good luck or give you uh, enhanced fortune when it's on your ley lines. And so she did her research, found the best town that had, you know, you know, laid on these lines and decided to set up shop in what was an old livery. And she made friends along the way. There's ho uh, a hob named uh, Catastrophe. And I think it was Catastrophe. Calamity. My goodness. Not Catastrophe. Calamity. Uh, named Calamity. Brought him in. He helped uh, redo the actual store, build things, make it look good. And then she hired another person uh, who happened to be a succubus. Now, this girl is pretty simple, doesn't, you know, go crazy with, you know, how she dresses. She tries to keep her ability essentially locked down because succubi are known for, you know, being very seducting and seducting their, their uh, targets and such. And she tries to keep that under wraps because, you know, some people aren't, yeah, eh. She tries to keep her aura abilities under wraps so that way people don't think ill of her, which I can totally understand. Now this girl, this succubus, her name is Tandri. And her and Viv get along very well. She learns how to make coffee. She herself also falls in love with the drink. And thus, the cafe Legends and Latte was born. Now, like I said, this is a very simple, cozy book. It's, it's about their, you know, success with the coffee shop. Now, there was one disgruntled member of her old questing group, essentially, who felt like she took something that was worth way more and she should have split the profits, essentially. And even though she left basically the spoils of their, you know, their quest of this creature, which basically was kind of like... In my opinion, kind of was like a dragon in the aspect of it had a hoard. It hoarded things, so there was a bunch of gold and jewels and everything. She left that to everyone else of her crew, which there was four other people, and decided that she just wanted this stone. That's it. And this guy is like, mm, I see that, you know, you're, you basically took from us that you shouldn't have. And 
he he felt like it was not a fair cut at all and he decides that he's going to cause issues and his name is phineas he is i want to say he was like a stone fae was that it he was either a stone fae or no, i'm pretty sure he was stone fae and not elvish but anyway so he was very quiet light on his feet and everything like that and apparently holds a grudge because he decides that one first time he's gonna try to break into her uh cafe at night and try to steal the stone but she catches him because she set up protection a protection ward and you know she has a like a dire cat that does not like him either and almost gets him uh and on top then he decides that didn't work so he basically lights her place on fire and not with just regular fire but a magic fire fire that doesn't just get put out with water fire that burns hotter and so because of this viv knows that well sorry before this happens viv knows that he keeps breaking in and everything and so tandri is like look you're not staying in the you know cafe alone because she has a loft up top where she basically lives she's like you're not staying here by yourself she's like you need someone to stay here with you and so they she stays with her and if it weren't for her staying there she probably wouldn't have caught viv probably wouldn't have caught phineas catching her shit on fire sorry didn't catch phineas uh lighting her cafe on fire um she didn't actually catch him but the magic was there and the stone was gone at the end of it she did however save the coffee machine she saved tandri um but in the end she lost her coffee shop it was burned to the ground however she had made a very big impression on the town that she was living in and she made a big impression on tandri so because so many people actually loved coffee first thing was calamity is like well you can't just sit around here and you know mope about it let's clean up and let's rebuild so that's exactly what they do they start working on rebuilding uh she gives calamity viv gives calamity the less rest of the money that she has left and he starts getting the supplies and then somehow she all of a sudden has more supplies than what she paid for. And basically the whole town is like, you know what? Let's get it back up and running. Let's build it, you know, back up. Let's have our coffee back. And not only do they make it bigger and better, but they're able to expand their kitchen. They're able to make the loft bigger. So she actually has more of just, instead of just sleeping basically on the floor kind of thing on a mat, it's big enough for two, three rooms. Um, the kitchen now is full for two ovens because they enlisted a baker a little radikin who was absolutely adorable he's like one of my favorite characters he's just so cute he starts baking cinnamon rolls he <laughs> is baking uh croissants with chocolate in the middle and apparently this is stuff these guys have never tasted before either because they're like oh my god this is so good it is so good with the coffee and it's just it becomes a thing so now with two ovens they can bake more and they can do more with the coffee shop and everything like that and it just it becomes an even bigger and better success even bigger and better success than it was before and viv is utterly happy because she has friends uh people from her old uh group helped her out aside from phineas because we know we don't like phineas um, but everyone else, Rune, the Dwarf, Galliana, the Gnome, and Tavius, I think is his name. And he's the half-elf. Um, he's like human and elf. Um, they, they help 
with everything. They are excited that she's rebuilding and everything like that. And then to find that she also has new friends and someone who's possibly more. That's right. There's, there's a little bit of romance in there. It's not heavy. And actually, that's what makes me love this book even more. So there's there's little no, there's no spice no spice in it what, whatsoever there is no sexual innuendo there is no sexy scenes nothing there is a small intimate scene but by small intimate I don't mean anything sexual or anything like that it is between her and Tandri basically saying you know you're the most important thing to me that's it and a sweet little kiss that is it and I love that. This is considered a pro-LGBTQ plus book um, in the aspect of the, the, there is that small romance. However, it is not in your face. And I actually really love that. I truly do. I am trying to find other LGBT plus, uh, LGBTQ plus books. My biggest problem when it comes to authors is they're very, one, very stereotypical and two, very in your face when it comes to that. And I don't like that. I don't. It's one, if you're going to one, don't follow the stereotypes on what you think it is to be, you know, part of the LGBT plus community, LGBTQ plus community. Sorry. Um, d just don't, don't, don't be a stereotype. And this, because of how tasteful it was done, it wasn't in your face. It was built off of a friendship first, like a good uh, partnership, really, when it came to the cafe. And you just see their relationship build and everything and lead into something more. But they still take that slow, too. It's not something like, oh, OK, now they're a couple. Therefore, you know, everything about it is them being a couple. No, it's them still working as partners in the cafe. It's them exploring this new relationship. And it's very much leaves it at that they're you know they're trying something we're gonna see if it goes to see if it doesn't and i love that i truly do now the author is name is uh travis balder or Bald baldry i'm sorry if i'm butchering your name dude but he's a youtuber he's not known to actually write a whole lot of books in fact if i looked at this correctly this is his first actual book and it is so cute I absolutely love it. I hope he makes more like this because this is absolutely adorable and it's different. I mean, I love D&D. I truly do, which is why from the cover, my first thought was she was a tiefling, Tandry and not a succubus. Um, but I love this little idea. It's cute. It's not something that you would expect from the D&D community. I, most things that you expect from the D&D community is one, the stereotypical bard that wants to seduce everything. Um, the orc being not exactly smart and just going, you know, Hulk smash on things. And so to see this, that someone takes something so simple, an idea so, so simple and so cute and make it into this adorable story. Travis, I truly hope you make more. So I doubt you're ever going to listen to my podcast, but I truly do. Because this is adorable and it's cute. And having little standalones like this that you can just read to get ready for the next series that you want to do. It's it's brilliant. I, I thought it was cute. I definitely give this five stars out of five stars. It's, it's adorable. Absolutely adorable. 
And I would recommend this to, to just about anyone, especially those who like D&D. If you're into D&D, but you're more in the adventure part of it, this may or may not be for you, but I would still peruse it. Just, just take a look at it. And another thing about it that I actually truly am loved is, uh, I don't know uh, what Travis identifies. I couldn't, that wasn't something that was very broadcasted. So I'm going to assume, and if my assumption is wrong, I apologize, but I am going to assume that he goes by uh, he, him pronouns. And to have a man be able to write female characters the way he did, doesn't matter what they are, but to be able to write female characters the way he did, was actually done very well. It's, I have a hard time with a lot of male authors when it comes to female characters because they make them way too butch or they make them way too, either, either way too masculine or way too like weak girly kind of uh, female. And it's, it's nice to see someone who can be able to actually take a masculine type creature or masculine type race, which ogres are. They're they're very or orcs, sorry, not ogres. Orcs are. They're more masculine. They're more brutish. And to be able to make a female orc and make her not overly masculine, but not overly petite, is pretty cool to me. She's not afraid to get her hands dirty. She's not afraid to use, you know her her physical features as a way of intimidation if need to be but at the same time you also see her vulnerability at the fact that she is you know she doesn't know what she's doing this is new to her the fact that she's able to you know see you are able to see vulnerability is pretty cool to me and i i actually really enjoyed how he wrote this 10 out of 10 five stars definitely something that i would totally reread again when i need a palette cleanser and i hope he makes more i truly do so that is my review on Legends and Lattes. One of my favorite books so far of 2023. Now to be fair, it's the end of, uh, of January for 2023. And I haven't read many more yet. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I've got a few. But this was absolutely fun to read. And I, I truly do hope he comes with more because that, that was fun. It was, it was a fun read. It truly was. It is not a series. It is a standalone. It's 100% by itself. Um, my favorite character in this, honesty, honestly, is Calamity. I love the Hob. He cracks me up, as well as the Radican. He's he's so cute. Absolutely adorable. Little rat, you know, character who bakes. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. That's it for today, guys. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope this book brings you on your next adventure and you enjoyed it as much as I did. Have a good one, guys.